This is Fabiano Caruana, and you're listening to the Full English Breakfast. Welcome, everyone, to an all-new season of the Full English Breakfast. I'm Macaulay Peterson. We're rebooting the show to be shorter, but weekly. We'll still cover chess news, but we'll also branch out to other aspects of the game and the sport. Some of our familiar segments will be back, and we'll try some new things, too. But of course, some things never change, so I'm thrilled to be here again with my friend, international master, Lawrence Trent. Lawrence! Thanks for that introduction. You know, I, I, I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not, because, you know, I'm supposed to be a man, you know, who's got the ability to, to look at himself and find ways for self-improvement. But you're right, I'm the same old Lawrence, I suppose. Really happy to be back talking with you, Macaulay, but absolutely delighted with my new partner in crime, a good buddy of mine who I've known for many years, Grandmaster Simon Williams. Hello, Lawrence. It's an absolute honour to be here, Lawrence. Thank you so much to both of you to invite me to, uh, I guess, what should be some rather chaotic fun, I think, I hope. Welcome to the podcast, Simon. I know we're going to have a lot of fun. Just want to say also a quick shout out to Stevie G, who for so long was a big part of this podcast. We'd love to have him back, but Simon, really happy to have you as a more permanent fixture. I must admit, Loz, you know, I was a massive fan of uh, you guys when you were doing it before. That's you and, and the one and only Stephen Gordon. And I'd like to say I haven't kicked him out hopefully he's actually got a proper job now so uh you know he doesn't do the chess stuff as much anymore but i i loved your show so it should be a lot of fun and we can we can just talk rubbish like we normally do down the pub really i guess that's your idea i think <laughs> it's something like that yeah i mean a lot has happened since our previous episode yeah i wanted to say we've been away for almost four years the first incarnation of full english breakfast had a pilot episode in 2009 and then ran regularly from 2000 end of 2010 till somewhere around 2000 then we came back in 2013 for two episodes uh, in honor of Magnus Carlsen's first match. But then we've been on extended hiatus. So in 20 words or less, what have you been doing for the last three years? Wow. <laughs> 20 words or less. Okay, that's two words already. Um, I've been commentating, hosting, streaming, managing, done a bit of eating and sleeping in between that as well. It's been a bit of a um, yeah, roller coaster the past few years, obviously, uh, until very recently I was managing Fabiano Caruana. Wish Fabiano all the best and his uh, new management. Well, on the plus side, now you can go back to pursuing your Grandmaster title, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, I've not given up hope on that, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, since the last time we did the podcast, I probably got a, another Grandmaster Norm. So I've got two Grandmaster Norms now. Do you know what you need to do, Loz? We, we need to arrange a match between ourselves. And yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll get your GM Norm from playing me over, over 10 games. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But what I do know is that I haven't given up hope just yet. Good luck, Loz. <laughs> All right, well, let's start in Gibraltar, because this is actually a common thread running through the Full English Breakfast and also career developments for me. I first met Lawrence in 2009 at the Gibraltar Chess Festival, uh, which is where we hatched the idea for doing a chess podcast. And then for a couple of years, uh, I was producing their live webcast with Simon Williams hosting, which you have done admirably ever since. 
And finally, Gibraltar is also the birthplace of Chess 24. When we sort of took our extended hiatus, it was largely due to the fact that uh, I had started working in December of 2012 for the as then unknown Chess 24. We were in stealth mode and officially launched on February 24th, 2014, which is uh, how we can now be just celebrating the third birthday of Chess24. Can I ask you a question? I, I know with some of the companies I work for, like Ginger GM, we, we, we always have a party when the birthday comes. Do you guys, do you like get together, do a bit of raving when it comes to a party? I don't know about that, we, but we do have uh, a nice uh, birthday cake each year. But I've been uh, on parental leave. That's the other big development uh, in recent months. And so I'm missing the party this time. Yeah, sure. Congratulations on, uh, you know, your parental leave. What's that like to be a dad then? Yeah, well, I've got two now. Oh, so two? One, oh, my, wow. My youngest is nine months. Okay, well done. You've done a lot in the last three years, Macaulay. That's why he's not been able to do the broadcast, really. He's been too busy, oh, no. you know, doing what adults do. <laughs> Some adults. Do we class ourselves as adults? I don't know if I'll ever be able to call myself a fully developed adult. I'm afraid <laughs> a fully fledged adult. I try, I try, but, you know, I, I think I quite like being a kid as well a lot of the time. I reckon we'll qualify one day. One Maybe day. one day, when we're old men. Yeah. So, well, congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, congratulations, Macaulay. And I had the pleasure of meeting your newest arrival just the other day. Very sweet boy. Well, anyway, we're going to mix it up a lot on this show and uh, try to bring out fun little behind-the-scenes bits about the chess world and the characters. The next thing I want to talk about on this show is actually the uh, debut of world champion Magnus Carlsen on The Simpsons on television. Now, chess on television has always been a dream. Not exactly sure that this quite satisfies that dream, but at least it's a step in the right direction. Hey, Blobby Fisher, you're up. Do you even know the names of the pieces? Of course. How can Dad play chess? He can't even remember the rules to shoots and ladders. First of all, I should point out that The Simpsons has been running since 1989, which makes this its 28th season, and so it's even a year older than Magnus Carlsen <laughs> himself. That's quite funny. I love the way they all stay the same age, even though, even though they're 28 years old. Bart's always Bart, isn't he? So it's good stuff. I love The Simpsons, but this was great for chess, I think just to get Magnus Carlsen out there. I mean, uh, there were some funny scenes, though. One scene I can recall was uh, they had all the bullies waiting outside the, the local chess club to beat up Homer, which kind of sticks to that stereotype, doesn't it? A little bit of chess players being complete geeks. But uh, would you think that's a fair stereotype, Loss? Chess um, players being geeks? It's definitely not a fair stereotype. It still exists, but the whole point is, and hopefully what this episode is demonstrating, is that there are now figures in the chess world, specifically Magnus, who's helping to reinvent the image of chess. I mean, he's already done so much when it comes to modelling with Liv Tyler, of course, having a film featured in cinemas all over the world, and now this, to feature on The, on the Simpsons. So in terms of pop culture, I, I'm not sure there's that many people in the history of chess who have done as much as Magnus. What we want to see is how the effects of something like this can be felt. How is the sport going to improve as a result of Magnus's inclusion in The Simpsons and so on and so forth. And that's really what I want to see. I want to see it trickling down. And I, re I really want to see this mythical stereotype of 
chess players erased. You know, if you look at even somebody like yourself, Simon, how many people would guess if they met you in the pub on a Friday night that you were a top chess grandmaster? I think a lot of the top players, not just Magnus, but a lot of the other top players and top female players have got a big responsibility there. They are the role models. I totally agree with you, Loz, that Mag- Magnus is a brilliant world champion. He's a great ambassador for the sport. I mean, compared to, you know, some other people we could have had, he is great. He does so much for chess. And in general, one thing I dislike nowadays, you know, especially let's say in England, is the dumbing down of people is really appreciated. If you look at a lot of TV, there's so much trash on you, you know, like Big Brother. If you make yourself look like an idiot, you become a celebrity. You know, what, what the hell is this all about? This isn't what civilization should be about. It should be appreciating people who use their intelligence and do something constructive and good. They should be admired, not idiots. It's crazy. Couldn't agree more. And it's so funny you say this because, you know, I've been working on a lot of this stuff for the past few years. It's mad. I mean, Loz, it's, it's like if you're intelligent, you're actually thought people think down on you. Yeah. And it used to be the other way around. Yeah. You know, for hundreds of years, it was quite the opposite. Yeah. And this strain of anti-intellectualism, which we see now in society, is, is really a shame. And that is, you know, a reason for why we are where we are with chess still. But we need to, we need to reverse that trend. So maybe, in fact, it's not only the responsibility for these top players to show that they do, in inverted commas, normal things. But it's also, you know, for society in some way to start celebrating intelligence once again. Well, I think so. I mean, if you look generally how just if you take TV, media, how things are sort of changed, it really is now. It's terrible. All these trashy shows. It, it just people watch them. So, you know, people read trashy, should we say, newspapers and, you know, you're getting misinformation coming across. And this has the effect of just dumbing down intelligence and, and people who do generally good things using their brain. I find it crazy, you know, that society really needs to appreciate people who do good things more. And uh, this is something that everyone needs to do. But Magnus, of course, you know, being on Simpsons is doing a great job in that role, I think. You know, he's at least giving it a good role model, giving Chess a good role model. I think they did a really good job, by the way, on, on the actual episode representing him there. When I heard a fellow chess player had a mental problem, I Skyped at once. I'm not a chess player anymore. From now on, I'm only playing Stratego. I cannot play Stratego. I'm scared of the bomb. Yeah, tell me about it. Homer, I'm afraid you cannot run away from chess. The reason I got into chess was because it didn't involve running. I share your disdain for exercise. Now I will say something with all the emotion a Norwegian can muster. Magnus was playing himself, although they definitely set him up to be a little bit more emotionless. They were trying to make a joke about Norwegians generally uh, than, than he really is in person. We know from Magnus watching him play that he actually is quite expressive, is quite emotional. So that was a little bit of a caricature of himself. I think so. <laughs> uh, obviously, to go along with the episode. Yeah. But uh, in general, I thought that the nice thing about the episode was that they they definitely at least tried to take the chess you know seriously. Right. So there was this great joke in the bar. Queen, Barney, mate in four. Armor, you're playing like Polagevsky at Mar del Plata! Uh. Which, of course, is going to be lost on the vast majority of The Simpsons audience, but is actually a reference to a 1962 tournament yeah. in which Polagayevsky finished first ahead of Smyslov. I guess you saw that a lot of the positions as well were taken from famous games. You had this famous Queen D8 move, which I think was taken from this Tartakova game. You know, so they actually must have had someone advising the chess scenes as well. Kudos which is to nice. them for doing that, because there are a lot of other programs and, uh, and shows. How many that, times, Loz? Yeah, how many times, how many have, we times seen have we seen the board set up exactly. back to front? In Bond you know, films, the Queen of and, God, you know, dear. in all pop it's culture, we've seen boring. it wrong. 
just if, as, as we're talking about this, you know, I want to give a shout out as well to Disney and the Queen of Catway because they also put in tremendous effort into making sure the chess scenes were correct, well investigated. You know, there is great appreciation from the chess community, certainly for, for just doing a bit of research. It, it does help. It does help. Yeah, of course it does. I think my favourite scene as well was when they're, they're in the bar. Yeah. And, they're, you know, I think it's the Super Bowl. And instead of and someone comes in the bar and they're all watching the chess. A stout defence by Grandpa. And, they, you know, this guy comes in the bar, packed bar. And going, Doesn't anyone want to watch the Super Bowl? Get lost! No, we're showing the chess. Now, yeah. I somehow don't think that will ever happen. Um can we, you know, do you think we can get chess on TV in a successful way? Is it possible ever to do this? I think we're going to have to go for blitz matches, but even then, would it would it be possible? My thinking has always been like a darts match. You've got to have the players come out with nicknames, you know, like Loz the Mouth Trent, something <laughs> like this, you know. Do you think it's possible at all? Well, it's worked in Norway. Yeah, it's worked in Norway, it but yeah. I, I think it worked in Norway predominantly. And this is a whole different topic that I'm not sure we, we have time to get into today. You know, I can tell you from experience, having been involved with one of the world's top players and commentating for tournaments and so on this has been a subject very dear to my heart and you know like you Simon I'd love to see chess on TV but there are just so many things that have to change and from all sides it's not just the format you know I I don't believe for example that long play chess has got a place on television I also think that television in its traditional format i.e having a television set is not the best place for chess. I believe online streaming and online TV is the future for chess. And I also believe that, as you said, if we are going to do live events, which still have got potential, we have to have, yes, a bit more of a a shake-up of how the players are introduced, just the whole format, and also the players themselves have got something to do with this because I can tell you there are a lot of purists out there who want all of their cake and to eat it. There has to be some kind of compromise there from the players' side as well. And I think bottom line is money talks. Yeah, money does. I mean, one of the problems I've always had with chess players and, you know, okay, we won't spend too much time on this topic is that they feel self-entitled you know they feel like just because they've got the grandmaster title or the international master title they're kind of entitled to have a total career without really doing anything you know i'm just saying from experience a lot of people you know a lot of title players are like this but you know the world doesn't work that way you have to make things happen i couldn't agree more i think too many players especially too many top players expect everything to be done for them and then to give nothing back or make compromises in return and you're absolutely right uh whereas in other sports we see time and time again that elite players world-class players idols of the sport give a lot back and I hope to see that more with chess I don't think that's being done enough but we will return to this subject another day for sure yeah and that reminds me actually this is a good moment to say that we want this show to really uh, be about you too to involve the audience so that means that we would like to hear from you as far as your questions about the chess world suggestions for who we might have as guests topics we should cover, whatever your thoughts are, and also whatever your story is about chess. I think we want to hear about all of it, and we're going to try to work it in uh, to episodes on a regular basis throughout this relaunch. I want to 
to also give a big thanks to Grandmaster Simon Williams for joining us. And real quick, tell us where people can find you on the web, Simon. I'm, well, a number of places, really. I mean, obviously, I've got my own sort of website, company, gingergm.com having the ginger hair and being a GM but uh, I suppose mainly you know talking about free stuff everyone loves some free stuff if you check out my videos which is ginger GM videos if you just search that on YouTube I've done you know hundreds of free videos where people can watch me play blitz or uh, you know get some free lessons off me as well so i'm out there i'm out there in the in the internet wilderness we'll put links to both of those in the show notes for this episode on the feb.com and Lawrence, you're still at Lawrence Trent I am. Yeah, I'm still at Lawrence Trent I am. I am looking forward to the day where I change that handle to at Lawrence Trent GM. But for the moment, until that happens, I am still at Lawrence Trent I am. Make sure you follow me for updates uh, in my life as well. And much like Simon, I do a lot of streaming still, so I'm still online. Twitter's my main platform, so please do follow me. All right, that about does it for this episode of The Full English Breakfast. Next time on the show, we'll tell the story of a world champion playing one of the worst games in chess history. Shocking, you know? She's played 1G4, we're watching her game, and then she's gone F3. Until then, be sure to check out our Facebook page for links, bonus info, or just to say hi. That's facebook.com forward slash the FEB. It would be great if you also share this episode with your social network while you're at it. And if you want to do one better, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this. That'll help other people who might like it find us too. Thanks so much. We'll be back next week. I just like boot up the desktop computer and it said hard drive fail, as you know, as you normally do.